Hello anyone and everyone, I am J.M. Sebastian, and on this episode of Mechanical Fail, Gabe and I extend our conversation about The Last Guardian that we had in our Best of 2016 list, now that Gabe has actually played it. This episode is a little different than the usual. There were arguments, we raised our voices, and eventually just rage quit our friendship after not seeing eye to eye on this game. No, that doesn't happen at all, but we do have quite differing opinions, which we discuss with civility and respect. I will give the obligatory spoiler warning under protest, as I generally don't believe in them. If you don't want to hear about the game, well, too bad. I don't think we really ended up spoiling anything for the game anyway, since we mostly talk about the game at the conceptual level. With that out of the way, let's get into it. So, for this episode, we're going to delve into a game that had been on my best of 2016 list, which you had not yet played. I hadn't played. So, which is The Last Guardian, of course. And which, for me, would not make <laughs> any best of games. Well, it would make a it would make a list in best of like I don't know, maybe just visual like world design or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. But I'm I'm actually mostly curious to hear hear things from your perspective, what you thought of the game, like what when you think of the Last Guardian, like what is it you think of like fondly? Yeah, it's really hard for me to think of that game without thinking about all of the stuff that had come before it, right? Part of what got me back into video games was playing Shadow of the Colossus. Mm-hmm. I played it years after it had come out, like five years after, probably. You played it on the PS2? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was incredible. I mean, I, I got it kind of on a whim in the sense that, like, I was basically looking up, like, what are the best PS2 games? Because mm. I bought that system because I knew <laughs> there were a bunch of cheap games that were out yeah. for it just to catch up on a bunch of games I'd never played before. Yeah, it's a good console to get. Yeah, exactly. And and I was like, well, what you know, what are the best games for it? And that was... <clears throat> pretty consistently at the top of the list or near you know and so i got it and thinking like oh it's gonna be i don't know what i thought i, so <laughs> I thought it was gonna be more modern than it turned out to be in the sense that i thought it was gonna mm-hmm. be much more scripted i thought it was gonna be kind of like just flashier and whatever and i was just blown away by how good that game was yeah it is a pretty understated game like now you say it. it's like the visuals are like they're beautiful but in a natural way not like yeah not like they've been glammed up with a bunch of particles and flashes and it's just you and some colossi in a big open vast world right and i think why it it holds up that in that sense is because it's all done in engine right like there aren't Mm -hmm. there aren't pre-rendered cutscenes, right and that would be weird like exactly it would be it would be really off-putting i think so I'm glad they didn't do that, and I, I just it made the whole world feel more consistent, and I just thought it was extremely well done. Um, so from there, of course, I went back and played Eco, which I also enjoyed greatly. It was a much more frustrating experience in certain ways, but I really admired its design choices mm-hmm. um, in terms of its world building, uh, kind of just the way you have to learn as you go, right? Like you never get, like your character never grows mm-hmm. in terms of skill. It's just all about you putting the pieces together of what you're supposed to do. Um, And that kind of design choice really stuck with me. So I was really kind of, uh, I don't know, I was really impressed with uh, Team Eco's Mm -hmm. designs. I I just thought their games were just in a kind of a different, 
almost like they were playing a different game than everybody else was playing. Yeah, I mean, I'd believe that. So when I found out that The Last Guardian was gonna was in development and all that stuff, I was eagerly awaiting for it for a long time. Um, I think we all were. Right. And so for me, like when I when I think about that game now, it's still it's like I, I just think about how difficult that game must have been to make. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when I actually played it, I it was what I expected in a lot of ways. Um, so for me, it was like, this is what I was asking for. This is what I hoped it would be. And so I, I feel very fondly for it, regardless of what my actual play experience was like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't know. I think just the fact that they did release it is just like, whether the game had been good or not, I would have been <laughs> kind of <laughs> just impressed with it. Um, but with regard to actually playing it, I think it's like Eco before it. It is very, very smartly designed, uh, although it takes a different approach with regard to um, kind of its world design, right? Mm. Like, for instance, you can move the camera around. It's not super fluid like it is in most modern 3D like games. It's like a PS2 camera to me. <laughs> in a lot of ways, it does behave that way. Yeah. I agree. Um, that was never a huge issue for me. Um, I kind of was surprised to find out that I could manipulate the camera at all. I, I didn't know that that was going to be the case. That's funny that you say it wasn't an issue. I ran into lots of problems with, with the camera. Did you play Eco before or no? Um, I've played like an hour of Eco, so okay. not really. Okay. Um, no, but I think, I mean, back in the time of Eco, like, you know, having a, a fixed camera or a camera you can't really control wasn't that uncommon. No. Right? Like, you think of Devil May Cry 1 or, like, the Resident Evils at the time, like, that, that was pretty standard. Um, and, I'm, and I'm also thinking about, I have played Shadow of the Colossus. Like, that's one of my favorite games. And the camera's not that great in that game either. It's a little slow. It's definitely slow. And, but, but part of the advantage they have is that the spaces are very large and vast. And the, the issues I ran into in The Last Guardian with the camera were, you know, in tight spaces or trying to climb around on Trico or, you know, times that just the camera, like, messes up. And, and the part I hate the most is that it goes to black to reposition itself. And that's so frustrating. It's just incredibly jarring. I, I feel like it was just not well programmed, and they used that p- to try to fix it. Oh, that's interesting. So like, p- like the going to black so that they can snap the camera to a different angle, right? Without making it jarring. But I feel like there's just better ways to handle that. Interesting. Now, see, I, I it the, the what I didn't like about that particular component was it does kind of take you out. Yeah. Of the world. Like, there are a lot of moments in this game where if you mess something up, it does kind of just reset the, the level for you or mm-hmm. the, the situation you're well, in. I mean, obviously just dying, right? But not even dying. Like, if you just do something that you that you can't get unstuck from. Like, there are some inelegant choice, like consequences of the level design, right? I remember one part where you have to roll. You're in a cage and you have to roll yourself. Oh, yeah. And that's a pretty difficult task. Um Manipulating the cage is not the easiest no, thing. No, it's which really difficult. It is, and and I think that you know there's a reason for that. It would be difficult in reality to try to move a big metal cage around you. No, I mean I think the entire game's exactly that, designed around the idea of what would it, what would it feel like in real life, and how do we convey that feeling to the player? Yeah, I think that's something that that Shadow of the Colossus did really well too. Like holding the R1 button to mm-hmm. maintain your grip 
is uh, it it's taxing even if it's, it's not. yeah like it it makes your hand very tired um, on the actual controller right mm-hmm. now granted of course there's nothing like trying to hang on to fur of a <laughs> moving animal but it it does translate that the the fatigue mm-hmm. I think pretty well as well as it could yeah yeah given the technology they had to work with and I think uh, for the last guardian they did a pretty good job of giving you a sense of what it would be like to be the size of the boy that you are right in this in castle environment yeah with up against that the, beast <laughs> yeah I, I think they do a pretty good job of that and i think that that is actually like i think the game does a lot of things right and that is definitely one of them like you you get that feeling of immenseness from the world and from trico and just like having to rely on him because he's so large he can maneuver you can't right right yeah, that they definitely, and, and we're just like trying to climb on Trico, like is a challenge in and of itself. Like it's not super simple where you just like jump and you're on top of him. It's get on his legs, start climbing around, um, you know, work your way up his thigh and then finally like onto his back. And maybe you want to get on his head to do something and that takes a little extra effort and like you have to be careful. So, I mean, all of that is, it, it's, it's difficult and it's, Purposely so, right? Mm-hmm. And it's easy to mess up, just like it would be in real life. Yeah. See, and I think I think that threw a lot of players off. I'm not really sure why. I, I feel like maybe if you'd never played Eco before, and just dealing with the kind of frustration of leading somebody around by the hand at mm-hmm. times, like I felt like it was a natural evolution of that idea, trying to manipulate a big animal mm-hmm. that you you know you can't talk to directly, really. Mm-hmm. Um. Honestly, I, I didn't really have issues trying to like manipulate him. I, I was fine with the how the AI worked with me. Mm-hmm. It was more just literally controlling the kid that was the most frustrating thing. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, yeah, there were some kind of there is some delayed in, uh, input, right? Like, well, he feels like a small kid who's fumbling around, right. and that like it conveys the feeling, right? Again, it's wonderfully done in terms of just like this is what it would feel like. You, you like. You're stumbling on rocks. Your your jumps are like not very accurate. Like there's a lot of small things, it, it, and they they get all those feelings across. At least for me, as someone who likes playing games that have pretty tight controls and like I, I enjoy mastering a game, that's super super frustrating. Sure, it's not a game that really. Um, I would say it doesn't really promote mastery in the way that many mm-hmm. games do because you don't have to be perfect. No, not at all. It, it's I would say it's incredibly lenient most of the time, actually. I remember... Except for it's just very frustrating when you mess up for the fifth time. Yeah, I mean, I think they do a pretty good job of, of limiting how much work you have to redo if you screw something up, hmm. which I which was nice. Um, I feel like the pu- there are large sequences of puzzles, right? But each task is very minute. Right. And I think... At most contains like three or four actions. Yeah. So it's kind of just like puzzle to puzzle to puzzle to puzzle. And they're all like just little pieces of a bigger thing. And and what I love about it is you don't really know what that bigger thing is most of the time. It's kind of right. at a scope that you can't see being so small. Mm-hmm. So let's say you, you know, one area you go in and there's like a locked gate. And you have no idea how to open it. Yeah. So you start looking around. You can't... There's nothing at ground level for you to... to to mm-hmm. pull or do anything. There's no levers or anything. 
So then naturally you have to start using Trico to try to find something. And and I think... It's usually a hole, like, up yeah, above. There, or, yeah, there's, like, a crawl space up, yeah. up higher, or there's something that he can grab. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just love how you're just solving these little problems at a time. And then eventually that's, like, now you have opened this huge passageway. And yeah. Now you have free access where you didn't before. Um, yeah, you feel almost like a small mouse, like, navigating a giant's castle. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. And I, and I, I love that because it... it I, the, the the small task approach I think was great because if you kind of knew what you were doing I mean you know overall you're trying to escape right that's mm-hmm. your overall goal but you don't really know how the, the castle works you definitely don't have a plan for it you're just kind of going to wherever you can exactly and I, what I love about that is it it's so moment to moment that you don't get I, well at least for me I never got frustrated thinking like I should be much further along than I am now hmm. Because I didn't know what was up ahead. Oh yeah, I never, I definitely never thought that. I like, I, I still haven't finished the game, and I, the only reason I know how much is left is because, like, I know roughly how long the game is in hours, mm-hmm. but I, I don't actually know how much longer there is. Sure. One thing that did frustrate me actually was it, I feel like the game does have a lot of false endings, um, hmm. or at least a lot of moments that felt like, oh, I'm. We're hitting the climax. Oh here. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, We're getting there. Well, there were a lot of climaxes, like right. big, big moments in the in the story. Yeah. Right. And so for me, it was. Kind of, I mean, I didn't know exactly how long the game was. I played it right when I when it was released, and so mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm sure there are people who played it like immediately, but there wasn't a whole lot of information yet out, and I didn't really look for it on, you know, about how long can I expect this game to yeah, take? Yeah. Um. So for me, it was like I was probably you know four hours in, uh, and I I hit a moment. I can't remember exactly what it was. But I remember there was a cutscene that plays out, and I'm like, I can't be, this can't be the end already. Like, But it felt very much like, yeah, we're getting there. Um, so that was kind of... Is that of, the moment when you're, like, jumping across the, the like, big platforms, and they're all falling down? No, 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 no. That moment came actually quite early, <clears throat> and I was a little disappointed <clears throat> about how early in the game it was. Because, I mean, I guess you wouldn't want... They showed it off a lot, right? Yeah, They're yeah. not going to put that way at the end of the game. Um, no, I, I mean, I think that's smart on their part to just have it only show the in, like beginning portions of the game. Yeah. But I, I, I meant, actually, sorry, I meant um, there's one part where Trico is just like, you, you're outside, you solve a bunch of like hanging like puzzles, mm-hmm. um, like de- destroying the big hanging uh, sculptures, the eyes. Right. And then, you know, you, everything starts toppling over and you're just like on Trico jumping over and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. which comes a little later, right? But uh, yeah, I guess, I don't know which one you meant specifically. I just there were several where I just thought, yeah, you know, where, you, where you'd fight a lot of the uh, the Guardians guards or, or yeah, whatever they're I don't called. I know what they're called. Yeah, where, you know, there are a lot of moments where you fight a bunch of them and you're like, okay. Or when you, when you get Trico stuck in one of the, like the... I don't know what they call them, but you know there are these like magnetic areas where he gets. Oh yeah. You know you drop down and then you have then he kind of goes berserk and you have to run away from him as much as possible. Or, yeah. Or, I mean, you always get eaten by him. Well, that's the funny part of the game. Like you think you're supposed to do something, and a lot of times failure is the way to yeah to move on. Yeah. Which I mean, I and I feel weird saying this. I I haven't played the Uncharted games, but I feel like if I were to play them, they would feel similar in that there's just a story that's happening and you're going to go along on the ride. Mm-hmm. 
because that's what it is. Like you're just kind of going along for this crazy ride. You you can't tell where it's gonna go. Right. Sometimes falling down into a huge hole and like nearly dying is the way to go. Sometimes getting eaten is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you fall down a whole bunch and you're like, wait, did I just die? <laughs> Usually no. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like there are a whole lot of real failure states in this game. I mean, if you fall down a hole, that's you're not supposed to fall down. You die, or like, right? But yeah, if you get true. captured, I guess. But I've never been captured. No, it's like, surprisingly it's, easy not. Yeah, to get it's captured. easy to get out. It's frustrating though. Oh my god, I hate fighting those guys because you you like get snatched up right, yeah. and every time it's just like, come on, I've already like pushed you off two <laughs> or three times by now. I know I have to kite you over here. That way I can run and do this thing, and it just kind of gets like repetitive and like just gets old sometimes. Um, interesting see for me i felt that it was a lot better implemented than it was in eco where in eco you have to run around with like a little stick yeah and you just hit the shadows a bunch right Mm -hmm. and that is quite tedious um because you know they're trying to haul yorda off and you basically have to make sure that doesn't happen and at least in here you have trico to smash him to bits right and i think which is a good feeling yeah but, but I didn't even know that, like, you can pull the heads off of the Guardians while you're on them. I didn't know you could do that. I still don't know you can do that. Yeah, you can, apparently. Never did it. Never had to do it. Um, I only got caught maybe once or twice, though. It was pretty rare. I really? was able to outrun I got them caught, like... Well, like, not not taken away. No, no, I know. Lose, but, like, I got picked up, like, two or three times in one, one encounter sometimes. Did you like, really? Yeah. Huh. And it was really frustrating. Um... And maybe it's just I didn't have the patience to do it, quote-unquote, properly, where, oh, let me make sure I kite them over here and do this thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's part of the thing. I just don't have... I feel like I don't have the patience for the gameplay this game requires. Mm-hmm. You didn't yeah. like the... Did you, what did you think about just, like, button mashing to get out of the stuff? Because that's basically it all you do. It sloppy. Like, yeah. Not, like, and that's the thing. That's how a kid would get out of the clutches of this thing. Like, it, it matches perfectly to what the experience would be like. Yeah. Um, like pulling off someone's head actually sounds way more elegant than, yeah, than most of the fighting you can do. Although bashing into them and making them like drop a spear or like drop one of those glass eyes is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, I'm just like, come on, Trico, mess them up. <laughs> There's one section that's pretty late in the game where you have to um, you have to defeat all a bunch of guardians and you have to kind of run around. Mm-hmm. It's like a circular room, and you, there's like a center part of the room. Oh, yeah. And you have to kind of... Like, they keep popping out of, like, this area, right? Like, mm-hmm. one at a time. And you okay, maybe to... I haven't done this part. I was thinking of a it's, different one. It's fairly late. Yeah. And you kind of have to pick them off one at a time. Um, I actually really enjoyed that. All it really amounts to you doing is running around in circles. <laughs> but it doesn't really feel like that to me. Because mm-hmm. um, Trico can't help you there. He, he can't get into that area. Okay. So you're on your own. Um, and I liked those moments actually where you're kind of separated from Trico and you have to figure out what to do without him, right? Because yeah. you, you end up relying on him a lot. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the whole game basically is you're yeah. building up your relationship with this thing. You you're can't helping s- each other out. Yeah. You can't yeah. scale a lot of the stuff that he can. You can't, he can't manipulate things that you can. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely a symbiotic uh, relationship, but I do like those moments where you're separated um you you kind of see the the design in like showing through a mm-hmm. little bit because you realize like oh it's weird that this area is suddenly much smaller and yeah. more manageable yep um so it, there's a little bit of the of the 
kind of the underpinnings showing through a little bit on there, I think. Um, but for the most part, they hide it pretty well, right? Because they do have the Guardians or whatever they are. So obviously, the building can't be designed too large. Right, because they are more or less too, like, maybe a large human scale. Right. So they're, it's believable that, you know. Right. Those areas would exist. It's just interesting that they're so, like, compartmentalized away from other areas. Um, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense because you have some areas that I guess the beasts are expected to walk around or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But honestly, like, the, the parts that were most frustrating to me were the parts that I, where you're indoors and, like, kind of cramped quarters. Like, I, I, the reasons I really like The Last Guardian are mostly about how large this world is and how, like, you can feel like you get lost in it. And the parts where you're on Trico, like, traversing the outdoors like that feels really cool and that mm-hmm. that feels really great and they're like seeing oh i just came from way down there and like i guess i'm trying to go over here like that that's all really cool um and honestly i'm really impressed like they they've you know shadow of the colossus was a huge game but it was a relatively empty world and this is a huge game and it's very dense um just in terms of like building structures and like things that are going to break and collapse or mm-hmm. like that have broken and collapsed that you're going to climb on like I don't know what I might jump on and I don't know where I might go next. And that's a really cool feeling. Um, and like, I love all those parts. I hate being indoors. It just feels <laughs> so limiting. And maybe that's part of the experience as well. Like you could say that that's part of the design where they want you to feel claustrophobic and, you know, you're riding Trico through these small, small alleyways and doorways or like trying to squeeze through something with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the kid obviously can fit just fine, but, I feel like when you're the kid running around, it feels very clumsy, very slow, very easy to mess up. And when you're on Trico, it's like, it's. I mean, it's like he's a superhero, right? Doing all these yeah. things. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of on autopilot when he. Right? Oh yeah, because I mean, one one thing about the game is it is, it does feel very scripted. Oh yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't say that that's negative, but you know, you kind of know when you've done something right. Mm-hmm. Almost immediately, because you can tell, like, okay, this wouldn't have happened, right? Had it not been the intended, you do get result. like immediate feedback almost right. all the time, right? Um, Even if the feedback is um, falling now, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it hasn't shown you a screen where you died, right? Yeah, I'm surprised that you that you felt it was frustrating uh, to to kind of control. That was not my experience with it at all. Um, maybe just my sensibilities are more such that like i i expected it to be kind of not hmm. i mean uh, no super I, I, tight I totally expected it to be awful i just <laughs> still hate it and i can't look past it like okay yeah yeah see and i thought that was one of the more endearing parts of it like i loved the fact that yeah i'm i'm not perfect i can't do everything like i want to because if i could what would the challenge be right i mean the challenge is in your limitations if you could to some degree you can still have you can have more difficult challenges that aren't around just basic movement, right? Like, like that is a design choice. Right. Where, like, uh, you know, a lot of games have very difficult controls or what have you, and, you know, some, some veterans will say, well, no, if you take that away, you take away the challenge. Well, you could actually take that away and make it more accessible to some people and raise the challenge in a different way. So, like... Yes. That, that's kind of my point. So this is not the kind of challenge I enjoy. Sure. Like I, The moment-to-moment gameplay for me isn't really fun. And mm-hmm. the parts I enjoy most tend to be more or less scripted cutscenes. Hmm. So I think I'm just going to finish watching with the Let's Play. Like, 
Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, for me, it was just, I I loved being in the moment. Like, I, mm-hmm. I always wanted to know, like, you know, I'd find a new area, I'd look around, and I would be looking for the puzzle elements pretty quickly. I mean, for the most part, I, I'm the kind of player who's like, just A to B. Like, right. I'm, I'm going through it, I'm not going to do a whole lot of extra stuff. Um. And, and it's usually pretty obvious. The game has, like, one path. I yeah. I think there's some, like, side paths early on, maybe, like, where you can grab some extra food for Trico. It's a very linear game um, to play it through. Um, there are quite a few things that you can do that aren't required. Um, mm. Most of them just are, you know, finding extra barrels. That okay. are kind of out of the way. Yeah, that's all I'd seen. Yeah, and there's a few other things that you can do. Um, kind of just, they're more little tricks, I guess, more than anything else. Um, but I don't know. For me, despite it being very guided and linear, I still was really invested in in advancing. Uh, and it didn't feel like, it didn't, it didn't feel like the developer was pushing me through. Mm-hmm. Trying to say like, hey... This is where you have to go. You know, there aren't... Like, I, I think about... Um, I mean, Castlevania Lords of Shadow, right? In, in that game, you... It's a, it, like 90% traversing these places, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of it involves scaling walls and stuff and, and jumping and grabbing stuff. Mm-hmm. But the game literally highlights the things that you can grab oh, and do yeah. all that. And granted, that game's fairly old now. But... It seems so in your face and like, here, go here, idiot. You know what I mean? And for this game, it doesn't play that differently mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like, yeah, you can jump and grab and, and, and climb. Those types of things are really similar. But it never says like, hey, everything you yeah. can grab is going to be highlighted in yellow. It's like, well, that looks like something I might be able to grab. Let's try grabbing it. Right. You know? I think, honestly... I think it more speaks... I mean, it, it speaks to their very careful level design. And I, and I think it's done brilliantly. But more importantly, like, they purposely take... They purposely attempt to not put things that look like they could be interacted with if you can't interact with them. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's the thing you have to be careful with. And and if you do that, then you can get away with not having invisible walls or not having, you know, highlight things highlighting saying, hey, come, come over here. Because, you know, the... The ladder around the corner is the color of like this rusted ladder, which doesn't appear anywhere else except for those rusted ladders. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not an obvious color; it's just like one thing that you're like, "Oh, that's that. I should go up that. That's a ladder. Like yeah. that's one of the few things the kid can do on his own." Mm-hmm. Um, or like that's a hole that I can fit through. Like, and I and I feel like most things are blocked off or just very obviously not for intended for you to go through. Sure. At least that's how I found it. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, there are a few instances, like there's some places where you can climb some ivy. Mm-hmm. And I kept going up the ivy and being like, there must be something up here. Otherwise, this ivy just wouldn't be here. <laughs> but I, it, there are a couple maybe, places yeah, where I was like, just I, there. you know, and I couldn't find anything or, you know, extend my search anywhere else. And I was like, maybe it's just here. Like, which is interesting because, you know. They should have unclimbable ivy. No, not that they should have that, but it's just interesting because it's like you, you learn very quickly, like, okay, I can grab this material and climb mm-hmm. it, and I have to do that a lot to scale some walls or whatever. 
And so you just automatically start looking for like, oh, there's some ivy there. There's got to be something yeah. worth looking for. And mm-hmm. in some cases, at least from what I could find in a couple cases, it was like, no, nah, there's just nothing there. Right. Which was interesting. Now, it doesn't let you get so far along that like you're not just going down some empty hallway and then you get to the end and there's nothing, right? Right. It's just like you're in a big room. You're in the corner. There's some ivy. You kind of scale it up and think, oh, oh there's yeah. a platform up I've there. Definitely had a few. And there's and there's that. nothing up there. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess that's just there for whatever reason. Yeah. But I do feel like the the uh, the way forward tends to be very obvious. Like, oh, there's a hole in here that I can fit in. Yes. And it's just like, well, this is a pretty conspicuous hole. Like, it's yeah. not just like looks kind of like it's part of the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely the the main challenge isn't in figuring out where the puzzle is it's just figuring out okay what kind of command do i need to give trico mm-hmm. uh or what do i where do i need to go to lead him in the place that i need him to go mm-hmm. um which i thought worked pretty well right there were only a few places where i found it to not work as you would have expected now granted that may have been built into the design as well i i don't think Based on how aggro works in Shadow mm-hmm. of the Colossus, I am convinced that they designed Trico to not obey you a lot of the time. Yeah, they just grabbed aggro's AI and kept working on it. <laughs> it's def- yeah. <laughs> you That's know, definitely I- what it feels like. Playing this game, I'm like, if I played Eco, I probably would understand exactly where the game's coming from. Mm-hmm. Playing Shadow of the Colossus, I'm like, I know more or less where this game is coming from. Right. Like, I don't expect extremely tight controls or, you know, a responsive AI companion. <laughs> like... I definitely don't expect that. There were a few moments actually where I thought he responded a little too easily, mm-hmm. and I was, I was surprised when he responded on like the first or second attempt. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I don't want to say it bummed me out, but I was kind of like, oh, I expected it to be a little harder than that. Because <laughs> there was some, I was just like, oh, there he goes, perfect. Like I didn't even really have to. I feel like I didn't even do anything yeah. in a lot of cases. I mean, I feel like you don't have to do that much a lot of the time. You just kind of jump on his back and be like, point that way. And yeah. so long as you pointed vaguely in the general direction, he's like. Well, okay. Or, like, you just jump on his back and you're like, okay, you seem to know where you want to go. And, like, he just goes. <laughs> yeah. Which is actually pretty cool. Like, yeah. it, it's, to me, it's very convincing AI, even though I'm sure, like, a lot of things are kind of hackily done or something. Like, it's probably not the most elegantly written AI in the world, but it feels very convincing where Trico sometimes ignores you, sometimes is confused, sometimes is like, I'm going, whether or not you're here. And you're like, oh, fuck, I better, <laughs> better jump on him. Yeah, I am really curious to know because, you know, from what I had been reading about the Switch when they decided to change it from the PS3 platform mm-hmm. to the PS4. God, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a huge, I imagine that's a huge undertaking. The architectures for those consoles are very yeah, different. Yeah, very different. And so I, I'm really well, curious. hopefully they hadn't gone too far into optimizing it on the PS3, but I guess we'll never so know. So what I was reading was that the AI stuff had been pretty much done. Like, he, it worked at, on the PS3 yeah. as it did on the PS4. They did, but I... And, they, like, what they did spend most of their time doing was just graphical improvements. Mm-hmm. And fine-tuning okay. stuff. That's, that, that's it, interesting. It makes sense, but I find that very hard to believe. That everything just works? Just that I, I feel like they had to have spent more time on the AI for two reasons. One is that they didn't have a playable version mm-hmm. of the game when they reintroduced it. Remember they did that big demo where they yeah, had like yeah. an interactive Trico that you could kind of like go up to and it would kind of react to uh, like a real person. Yeah. But they didn't have a playable version of the game there. And that was not that far off from when the game was released. And it might just be that it was in a messy state. Like a lot of games are, you know. Well, what they said was they, they were worried that 
players would get frustrated at certain parts. Oh, yeah. And they didn't want them to experience just like a very small point where they would get frustrated in. Mm-hmm. But to me, that seems like kind of coded language, like our AI is not really finished yet. <laughs> and I, and I, the reason I think that is because when they were developing Eco, that was going to be a PlayStation game, which Whoa. blows my mind. Jeez. They had They had developed a lot of that game, I think, for the PlayStation platform. That's Pretty, but they couldn't pretty intense. right but they couldn't do it because of ai reasons right they just did not have the processing power to have the the ai work as mm-hmm. as they wanted it to and i imagine now yorda's ai is i mean looking back it seems like stupidly yeah, it's simple very basic so the the the, ma- the scales of magnitude for trico's ai i feel like was more challenging than they let on Mm-hmm. Because I mean, graphical improvements are are, are difficult to ma- you know to deal with, especially when you go from PS3 to PS4. You know, it's not an insignificant change. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the trailers for the PS3 version, it, it doesn't look lo- super different. Yeah. It doesn't look very different to me, like at all. Like the the, the feathering works in basically the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's a little less detail in the environments, but you can't really tell. Like I'm guessing it might just be things like. Well, I, I I don't really know, like, but I'm I feel like when I play this game, I'm amazed that I'm amazed at the draw distance and the details in the distances. Like it those are the things bad. that get me because I I feel immersed because I'm not looking at a fog wall when I look away. Yeah, I'm looking at the rest of the of the valley, right? That's where they. So yeah, so I mean, maybe there is a lot of credence to them just saying like, okay, graphically, we really worked very hard to, mm-hmm. to kind of clean this up because I mean, Shadow of the Colossus. You it's got pop in like crazy. Oh yeah. Even <laughs> even in the original PS2 version, if you play even on a CRT TV, yeah, you can you see pop in, and on the remastered version for the PS3, you see pop in constantly. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's they, like really distracting. Upscaled everything, and like it's just way more obvious. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it I mean to a distracting level, like it's almost mm-hmm. like I'd rather just play the PS2 version. Well, not having the frame drops, I think, makes a huge difference. Yeah. Sure. That that it made my it made my memories of Shadow of the Colossus <laughs> way more fond when I beat it on the PS3 and I was like, yeah, this game holds up. <laughs> Not remembering the frame drops <laughs> from the PS2. You know, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just had a a lucky experience with it and I didn't get as many frame drops as other people, or or maybe I just forgot them. I th- I'm gonna say you forgot them. It's very... go go look up a video. You'll be like, holy shit, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Um... We we used to put up with. Not 30 FPS all the time. <laughs> and now we barely put up with not 60 FPS. <laughs> so it's pretty different. Well, what's shocking... Well, yeah. I mean, what's shocking to me is like... Well, I guess... I think the reason that Shadow of Colossus doesn't seem so bad to me on the PS2 is because I played Odin Sphere on the PS2, and that game has slowdown oh. all over the place. <laughs> like, yeah. horrific slowdown. So, you know, when you compare those two, it's like, <laughs> eh, I'll take a little, I'll take a little slowdown. But I am curious because, I mean, you know, this game was developed over the course of eight years. Which is a very, very long time. <laughs> Ueda left Sony in the yeah, middle of it. right. Was brought on as a contractor to finish this game. It's just amazing that it's still of the quality that it is. I mean... I, I am actually really impressed by that. Like, I, at least in my eyes, Ueda must have had a very specific design he wanted for this game. Like, a really specific vision. Because the game did come out and, like, is designed within an inch of its life at least in my opinion like this game is beautifully designed you know the 
they're conveying all these feelings through the gameplay and interacting with Trico definitely gives you this feel of like putting up with your cat that's your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and just the scale of it all. Like I, I love it. I love all those things. Um and to have it come out through that really, really rough and tumble ride and still be as good as it is and like as cohesive as it is, mm. that's that's amazing. Yeah. I think uh the only thing I, I really got frustrated by was throwing barrels around. There was one fucking puzzle <laughs> that you have to throw the barrel onto like the slopes like three times. Yeah. Like you go and you grab a barrel and like you j- throw it onto a slope and it starts rolling and you jump over and you grab it before it rolls too far and you throw it onto another slope and you jump over and you do the same thing. And if you mess up, you have to start all the way over. Mm-hmm. That was the most frustrating thing because I was tired and I um, I, <laughs> I was like super sloppy and just like I want this to be done. Yeah. And I messed it up like three or four times. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. There are a few places where, I mean, because, you know. There's like uneven terrain in a few areas and you have to like get a barrel over to Trico who's no longer, you know, responding to you at all because right. he's hungry. He's just like, oh, food. Right. So he's just <laughs> MIA, basically. <laughs> and so you have to go and you have to grab a barrel from like some kind of pit area. Climb. See, you can't climb with it, right? So basically you have to throw it up on an elevation that you can throw it to and then climb up, then grab the barrel, throw it to another area and then climb over there, yeah. throw it again. Those puzzles were were frustrating at times. Oh, God, yeah. When you're pulling it up, like, to the rails, like, mm-hmm. from underground. God, that's frustrating. Yeah. So those parts, I, I didn't... I wasn't having a real great time with it. <laughs> but it all got paid off when you grabbed the barrel at the end, threw it at Trico, and smacked him in the face. <laughs> you just didn't eat it? Uh, I was like, you were supposed to, like, jump up and, like, grab it with your mouth, but you just got hit in the face with it. Yeah, you know, actually, now that you mentioned that, there were a few times I remember trying to get Trico to eat barrels and he wouldn't notice where they were. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure. So that's, that clearly was, like, something wasn't working as intended. I mean, that's kind of my point with the AI. Like, it kind of works because you're like, oh, well, he's really tired and, like, he just got stabbed, like, four times yeah. and speared. You're like, okay, I'll give him a break. But it definitely feels like the AI is just kind of messing up. Yeah, I, I would... I would grant you that for sure. Like, because you'd throw it like right in front of him and he'd just be like, yeah. And then, like, but like, not, not like ignore, like, look at it and ignore it. It's like, he'd like, not register it. that it was Because other times he would see it and it'd be like just out of range and he's like pawing towards right. it or like trying to get it. Like, but yeah, sometimes just like, no, oh, just, I didn't see that you threw a glowing <laughs> barrel at me. <laughs> exactly. So those, you know, you see some, some kind of, some flaws there. I was still kind of amazed how, how few they were. Um, one of the things I really loved though was where you see the you know they've got the glass eyes yeah at various places right I loved how Trico's response to those was consistent Mm -hmm. but also kind of led you to figure out what you were supposed to do you feel the kind of the peril right like you have to go like there's like a huge hanging eye glass eye like on this weird ledge thing that you I don't know why it was designed like (laughs) this but they're on like these rolling uh they're almost like the, easels, like, kind like of little on like on little rails, yeah. Yeah, but and you like, got to run over yeah, easels, and then you, and basically you have to climb up and knock them off, and you have to like climb up the face of the glass. Oh God, yeah. I, I those moments to me, I loved it because a it looked incredible. I mean, the, the, I mean, those are my favorite moments just because I love the feel of how, right. like there's this immense like mobile, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> this is way huge. Who designed? Like, why would someone need this? Yeah. And you get to climb up, and then you you sometimes you like push 
the the easel or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and it'll fall off the edge right it'll hit the edge and it'll kind of tip over and fall and it's so satisfying to watch because it's kind of slow build up right yeah you know, the I mean, everything, everything takes a while right. to really build up the momentum. So you're pushing it for a little bit, and then it, then gravity kind of starts taking over and mm-hmm. pulls it along, and you're just kind of sitting there waiting like, oh, oh there it goes. Well, and then, there there's goes. The, then there's the times that you do that, and it, gravity starts taking over, and you're like, oh, I, I better start you're running. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> things are going to start falling apart right now. Yeah, so, oh, man, those things were just so... I, I don't want to say like spectacular, but they really were in a way that like... I think spectacular is the right word yeah, for it. Yeah, like no... <laughs> it is a spectacle. No game that I have played does that... Because it, it's still like understated though. It, mm-hmm. as, as kind of amazing mm-hmm. as it is, it's still like... It doesn't feel grand. Well, like think about the whole game, right? Like it is a spectacular game yeah. overall, but it's entirely understated. It's like a kid and his pet running around. But And, and I love that they don't have music except for in very, very tense situations. There's mm-hmm. no sound. Even in these times that you're, like, climbing these huge structures and, like, pushing off this thing, and, like, it feels enormous, and it's just quiet. You just hear the wind blowing, or, like, you just hear, like, some water dripping in the distance, or Trico scratching, like... Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's incredibly understated. Yeah. I remember the first time you actually kind of go outside. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're, you wait, you kind of befriend Trico in the very beginning of the game. Yeah. Or when you're when it's playable. Feed him with a ton of You barrels. feed him a bunch of barrels, you pull some spears out of him and kind of just calm him down, break his chain. Apparently petting him on bloody spots makes the blood go away. I just found this. Oh out. really? Yeah. So the only way I found to get him to not have blood on him was to get him to like wash himself in a pool of water. Which he'll do oh, sometimes. Like yeah. if you get him outside and there's some water around, he'll like wash himself off. Which I thought was really cool. Yeah, but you can also just go up and just, just rub, like, him? rub him on the bloody spot and it goes away. Oh interesting. Which Good I think is that. pretty cool actually. Yeah. I, I was kind of impressed with how like specific um, the reactions were based mm-hmm. on what where you are and what you're doing um, when you're in, interacting with him. Like if you're on his tail, like he'll kind of behave a little differently than if you're on his head or mm-hmm. on his back, um, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I mean it makes sense and it it, it feels great. Like it feels realistic. Yeah. The the one thing I thought was interesting too was like just the number of cutscenes in this game. Like granted, a lot of it's like scripted and and you mm-hmm. Trico just starts doing stuff. And the camera angle will kind of shift on purpose, right. so you get a certain view of something, and it kind of leads you into what you're supposed to be doing at any given moment. But there are also a surprising number of like actual cutscenes where you are not in control at all. Yeah. And I was kind of surprised by that, because none of the other games, you know, Eco and Shadow of the Colossus don't really have those moments. Mm-hmm. Well, Shadow of the Colossus has an in-between. Shadow of the Colossus has like three, one in the beginning, one yeah. in the middle, and one in the end. And the beginning and, mi- and end ones, well, the end one is especially long. Sure. The beginning one's pretty long, too, just yeah. watching Wander, like, arriving to right. the scene. But, but between, all you really get is a couple little short ones yeah. in between when you're, like, when you are hit with the little black right. things, and, and then when you wake, wake up, up in the again. temple. Like, they're not very long, right? No, I mean, you, and you, you can have re- control most of the time. Right. And Eco, no, I guess Eco has quite a few cutscenes, too, doesn't it? I mean, they're used, at least the way I see it is, like, they're used for telling story in ways that you can't really be there, or, like, you can't be controlling someone. Well, I'm thinking specifically of the end, and and since you haven't seen it, I'm not going to tell you. I mean, I'll I'll probably see it later tonight. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, there's a very, it's a very long Mm cutscene. Which I would expect, especially after playing Shadow of the Colossus, where, like, everything just built up to one moment, and a lot of shit happened. Yeah. Um, I will say, man, when I got to the end, I was... Very surprised mm-hmm. by, because you know, 
I never had a sense of what I was doing. Like in Shadow of the Colossus, you kind of figure out like, oh, I kind of this probably isn't what I'm. This probably isn't what I should be doing. You get a sense that like something there's something going on that's that's not yeah. Well, and you definitely get a hint as Wander starts like looking diseased and dying. Right. You you know that you're that you're enabling something that you're not really intending to necessarily Mm -hmm. right. There's no surprise. When you get to the end, you're not surprised with what happens. Mm-hmm. At least I wasn't. Eco. Well, I wasn't surprised that bad stuff happened. I was surprised by the details. Like it was pretty, pretty cool to see. Oh, it looked great, I and mean, I was amazed by it. But I, I don't know. It didn't shock me. At right. All. It, it didn't <laughs> shock me. It was just very interesting to watch. When I saw the end of the Last Guardian, I was genuinely surprised because I really didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. When you get to the final boss, um. I had no idea that was what it was going to be. Like, no That's clue. Interesting. Yeah, um, I'll be interested to see. Because yeah. right now, I mean, I, I've gotten, or like, I've seen enough to know that, like, Trico is getting healthier as you continue to feed him and run around, and that it seems like he'll be able to fly again. And it's just like, oh, well, we're just going to leave, right? He's going to fly away. <laughs> Obviously, I don't think that's going to happen, but that's like kind of where it seems like we want to do. Mm-hmm. But also there's that big tower that like we keep trying to go to. So yeah. th- that's that's what I'm wondering, where it's going to go from here. Yeah. I like think I'm pretty invested in the story, to be honest. And I think the game's wonderful. I just really hate playing it. <laughs> so a Let's Play is pretty good. <laughs> All right, Gabe, so great game or greatest game? (laughs) (laughs) Best game ever made or the bestest, bestest, best game ever made for all time? Yeah, 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 I don't know. It's a game that I I will remember fondly. I don't know how often I'll play it again, Mm -hmm. you know, like Shadow of the Classes I'll play every once in a while. Because you're fighting bosses all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's a fun game to play. And there is mastery and there's skill to be had and... It's interesting to re-experience, yeah. right? And and as much as I love Eco, I don't go back and play that game nearly as often for I, the reasons of it being, a, you did the puzzles once, you yeah. know what to do, and, you know, is it worth the moments that aren't so great? I think I think Last Guardian will fit into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely watch someone I know playing it for the first time, like as long as they want to keep playing. Like, yeah, I would love to watch a friend of mine just play through it and like knowing you know that experience of i know what's going to happen but you don't and i get to see your delight or your surprise like that's that's always fun right and i think the last guardian has a lot of that yeah it's a shame that it, i mean i don't know how accurate the sales figures i saw were but it's a shame to see that it didn't really sell much over a million mm-hmm. copies i think that and i think that's total sales for all regions oh wow yeah that's which is really it's not unexpected like I mean, it's kind of a niche game from yeah. a niche team. <laughs> I mean, apparently it sold better than both Eco and Shadow of the Colossus in its early release period. Mm-hmm. But I think it... I don't think it'll have the sticking power like Shadow did. Right, exactly. So, to think how much money Sony must have spent to get it done. I can't imagine. I mean, from a business decision, you look at it and you're like, that was probably stupid. Like, they probably should have just... <laughs> I mean, see, as, as much as I hate to say that, they, uh, yeah. they probably should have done that. I'm really happy that came to light like that it came out right to persevere for that long i do i really hope there's like someone that like someone gets to do a documentary on it or something because i'm very curious to see what the experience is like on the inside yeah and now that the wait is free from sony (laughs) for real (laughs) the clutches of sony 
I mean, you know, I, I don't think Sony was. Is a, Team Miko like they exist as, as so there? I don't know if you noticed, but in the beginning, uh, during the credits of uh, Last Guardian, you see mm-hmm. um, is it Ingen? I'm gonna totally forget the name, but mm-hmm. his his companies. Um, okay. So they basically like pulled in his company who that's external to Sony to help finish the to game. To finish it, I think so. That that's I mean, it makes sense. And I'm sure that company probably has a shit ton of people that worked with him previously because that's how I think he took a lot of the That's how game studios <laughs> operate. Yeah. The game industry's tiny. Yeah. So I I'm eager to see now what he, what that team can do without mm-hmm. you know, without having this game kind of hanging over them, right? I mean Oh yeah. It's I, one of those I things. hope they Honestly, I hope they tackle something smaller, but that's as interesting in design. Like, yeah. I would love for them to put things out more often. They've had three games in 15 years, 16 years. I don't even know. I think Eco count in 2001 or two. Yeah. Very, pretty early in the PS2. Yeah, but that's my point. Like, it's 15 years to put out three games. Like, it's not the best track record. Although, no. all three games are pretty well-renowned. Yeah, it's hard to. <laughs> There's a lot of people who are just like, more games, please. Like, yeah, it kind of like almost like a, not that they blame Last Guard necessarily, but it's kind of like this game kept that team from making more games than they than they could have in that time, mm-hmm. just because it was such a such a crazy development period. Yeah. Um. So you know, given his age and everything, I do. I am curious oh, to see. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's not an old guy, of course, um, but still, he's not a young guy either anymore. Yeah, but plenty of time to put out several games. Oh, sure. Although, given the kinds of games he's made, one would assume he's going to keep making large, sweeping things, but we'll see. I, I, I really want to see. Yeah. It's really hard to tell, because now he's done Eco, Shadow of the Glasses, kind of a combination of the two. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, okay. Well, where do you go from here? Yeah. I mean, it, it can be anything, I would think. It's going to be a match three game, because that's, that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's where that's where the real money is so nice um so one thing sure those fucking lizards everywhere i really wanted to like shoot them with my bow and eat their tails <laughs> and the whole time i was just like you guys are teasing me running around here i don't even have life <laughs> and i still want to like kill you guys and eat you guys that's how much in the habit i am yeah you know i'm sure and it looks exactly the same like it's like the exact same model well the whole design aesthetic right like they look yeah. like iterations of a, of a civilization over time. Yeah. Right. You, I wouldn't be surprised if all the games take place in the same world. Right. I mean, it's it's confirmed that Eco and Shadow of the Colossus take place in the same mm-hmm. universe. I can't imagine this game doesn't also, yeah. given just how much it shares aesthetically. Mm-hmm. Um, although, given how the story plays out, I have no idea how they're related. Because mm. all these technologies kind of seem similar, right? Like, the whatever it is that's used to kind of control the the beasts mm-hmm. seems kind of similar to how the witch in Eco or yeah, Nico kind of like controls the because you know like in Eco right they sacrifice horned kids yeah for power of some sort <laughs> you know like the the kind of the green glowy aspect of it is shared by all that yeah um so kind of like whether the last guardian is like way older you know Mm -hmm. and like it was kind of the origin of all this stuff and it kind of just 
where in the it was changed it over fits. time or like it's so crazy because i mean eco and, and last guardian i think have a lot more in common in yeah. that regard than shadow of the Colossus does because shadow of the Colossus has like this dormant figure which is very like godlike yeah. and very specific like it's tangible you know what it is in the sense that you see it at the end of the game mm-hmm. it's not this like like in, at the end of last guardian you see this thing and it's like what is it? like what is it even when you see it and you try to manipulate it and work with it, like you still don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's never answered. You get no explanation at all. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, okay. And and with Eco too, like, yeah, you know the witch is there, but the castle's so old. Yeah. That you know or you, you can't it seems weird that she was responsible for the beginning you know, from the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. It seems much older than that. Yeah. So, um I I mean I don't think it's ever gonna come out what those relationships are and I don't know if there is any concrete, you know, tie. But it, it, in that sense, I think it's going to have a, a similar kind of um, longevity in terms of like just interest. Like people are going to try to kind of connect the dots, I think. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I'm looking forward to watching some analysis videos after this. Yeah. All right, there you have our bare knuckle debate on The Last Guardian. Ultimately, I think we more or less agreed on what the game was about and what it wanted to achieve. Unfortunately for Gabe, the act of actually playing it just wasn't satisfying enough. I do think The Last Guardian will always be overshadowed a bit by Ueda's previous games, but I can't help but love how different it is from practically every other big title. If you haven't played it, I can't recommend it enough. As always, you can find more of my thoughts on games at jsebastian.tumblr.com or on Twitter at jsebastiangames. You can follow Gabe at Mistelice and on his website, gabem.me. Thanks for listening.